Welcome to another episode of Panthers for Life Weekly, where four best friends unpack the previous week in Middlebury sports. We are excited to continuously keep you all up to speed on the latest Middlebury athletic stories. I'm Eli. This is Captain. Marco here. And Blaze, of course. Stay tuned for trivia, player highlights, and stirring statistics. We can't wait for you to join the conversation. Let's dive in. Today, we have the opportunity to sit down with two of the best athletes on campus. We've been holding out on this interview as we knew they'd be on a deep run with the women's lacrosse team. With a win on Sunday, senior captain Jane Early and sophomore Hope Shu are heading into the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tourney as defending national champions. Together, they lead the undefeated team in points and hope to keep their run alive in the tournament. All right, Jane and Hope, welcome to the studio. First off, you are both from Massachusetts, so let's start there. Can you talk about your upbringings in lacrosse? Did you ever play for the same club team or club teams that maybe had faced each other? Yeah, so I played for Boston, Massachusetts, which, which was a really... <laughs> lacrosse team's always for such a great Which is a new club. Um, I'm from the Cape, and so there's not really any lacrosse where I'm from, so they just happened to have practices that were closest to where I lived, so I wasn't in the car for like two hours. But we played Hope's Club a lot. Um, they were a lot better. Than probably us. lost. <laughs> they were a lot better. Yeah, us. I played for Mass Elite, which is probably the biggest um, girls club in Massachusetts. And I played with my teammate Kylie Wilson on the same team. And a bunch of we have like eight. But I don't know how many right now, but it's like the biggest feeder for Middlebury. A lot of Mass Elite girls come, but yeah, Massachusetts was kind of our rival that we always beat. Yeah. So. <laughs> These- these days it's a little more even, yeah. but still. And did you both no. did you both play for your public high school teams as well? I went to a private school on Cape Cod. I went to Falmouth Academy. My dad coached there, not me, but the men's team. And so we didn't really play very good big high schools. Yeah, I I played at my public high school at Dover Sherbrooke High School. Sweet. Great. Well, we'll move on. So yeah. kind of curious what brought you both to Middlebury. I assume both of you had considered Division One, and just kind of curious what made you land on, on this program. Yeah, I always wanted to play lacrosse at Middlebury. It was like the top of my list just because my dad, my dad played at Bowdoin and I knew that the NESCAC was like really good lacrosse, really good schools. Um, in recruiting, I got a little lost on the way. Um, I committed to Boston College for a little bit and then ended up decommitting because I July 1st came, which is when they offer all the NESCAC kids and a bunch of my friends committed to NESCACs in Middlebury. And I was like, I messed that one up. Um, and so I decommitted and then talked to Middlebury and yeah, dream come true. Yeah, I have. I was never really I, I honestly just didn't um I wanted to play division one I, I just couldn't um I was not desired by them so <laughs> but it all worked out for the best I'm like so so happy that I'm here and um I would definitely not want it anyways I mean I, I also just had a very like narrow college process in the beginning in the first place so I never wanted to play at like a big school or anything like that and I just really wanted to go to a school where lacrosse wasn't going to be like the majority of my experience there and I wanted to go to the best lacrosse that I could. So it was kind of like go to Middlebury, play lacrosse here, or like not play lacrosse in my mind. So you said that D1 schools weren't interested in you. I mean, who's laughing now at the top of the yeah. D1? Would, yeah. would a Division One program ever like look at a D3 lacrosse player who's like kicking butt and like try to poach them and be like, oh, you should transfer to our program? Is that a thing that happens or not really? No. Right. I feel like that would be very, very weird. Like, not. 
really. Like, Jane is playing D1 next year, but she's, like, uh... But I, like, entered the transfer she portal. You have to enter. Yeah, I, really I don't think like they really try to poach you. That would be kind of weird. But, like, you, you could reach out to them and, like, ask to enter the, the transfer portal. Yeah. It huh? happens. But I think, like, no one's ever going to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing. You want to tell us about that? You're headed to DU, correct? Yes. So next year I'm going to play my fifth year at DU. Um, they actually just won to go to the Elite Eight, which is very exciting. Yeah, you um, have a thing for undefeated teams. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did commit to go yeah. there before she, she, bought, she bought stock early on that one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but just kind of wanted an opportunity to go, to go out west. I've lived in New England all my life. They have a really cool program. Kind of another school that has a good balance of like it's not all about lacrosse. They want kids to have fun. They like want you to have a life outside of lacrosse. And so it felt like a really good fit. Yeah. And just like a cool chance. It's so true. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> My best friend is actually graduating from BC. Really? Going to DU for graduate school. So oh. I'll have to get you guys in contact. Yes, you will. <laughs> I need friends. So that's good. <laughs> Well, it's uh, I guess the the work life balance is is a secret recipe for uh, for undefeated teams, and it's been quite a season for you all this spring. You are nineteen and zero, um, and you both have combined for one hundred and twenty five goals, which sounds like a <laughs> number. And so you've been at the top of Middlebury and NESCAC leaderboards in terms of points all season long. Tell us about how your styles of play complement each other. We're kind of we're very different players, right? Would you say? Jane's got more vision, more <laughs> Like I kind of just like freak out and like go crazy, and then Jane, Jane knows the game a lot better than me. So well, I like have two more, three, two or three more years. I would say like back when I was an underclassman, my coaches were like, "Your job is to score. Don't worry about the other stuff." And now, like my job has morphed a little bit more into like facilitating and organizing. So it's really nice to have hope because sometimes when we need a goal and I'm too busy getting everybody in spots I can just like give her the ball and be like I also, I also think that one thing that is nice that I've learned from Jane I think and like even when I'm like on the sidelines watching like even yesterday we were up by a ton and like Jane was still in the game and it's like I think it's kind of like a culture of we we don't have a we have a super share the ball um like team like it's never like oh god like their jane goes again or like their hope goes again like we're basically just passing for like 60 seconds or whatever like it's very much a flow and i think because neither of us have a like ball hog mentality it kind of like comes a lot more naturally the goals and points and stuff like yeah it just never it doesn't feel like forced where i think you see a lot of people that like have a lot of stats and then have like lead the nescat in turnovers and lead the nescat you know what i mean and i think like the way we play both of us it just yeah, I, I think we often get yelled at to shoot more and force the issue more. Like, <laughs> like we're I would say we get yelled at for that. Yeah. Like it's like okay, go to goal, and we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys are always passing around. I've been to a few games, and it, that's how it seems. It's like everyone is an option. And, and yeah. So, so it's kind of you guys pass around until you find. And also, yeah, me and Jane have a lot of like goals, but like the our team like literally everybody has like 30 plus goals yeah. like yeah. so many like we've scored yeah. so many goals this season like if you took me and jane out like somebody else would score like 19 we'd score the same amount of goals yeah. Like, I yeah. like we just have such a deep team of scores like i i didn't play in the williams game because i like had a hurt hip and jamie newman went in and scored six goals in the we had seven <laughs> points you know what i mean and she'd like come out like we have so many like we've like an arsenal of people that could like <laughs> More so than ever. Yeah, definitely year. this year we're like busy this year. Then Captain and I were at the game yesterday and uh couldn't help but notice you dominating the draws too. Mm -hmm. That has to be a huge part of these 
close games, gaining possession early. Talk well, a little bit about that. Yeah, I haven't really been many well, close games. <laughs> yeah, I think I never took the draw in high school, and last year they were kind of just like, want to try this? And I was like, not really, but I will. <laughs> Um, and I've actually really come to like it a lot. It's fun to just be like close to the ball. Yeah. And that's kind of our strategy with it is like, if me, Hope and Erica, or we have others too, Jamie, Gracie, but they just want like our fastest, scrappiest players as close to the ball as possible. And so that's kind of the strategy there. They're kind of like, you might not be the best at it, but we like the idea of you just being in there mm-hmm. to like mess things up too. Yeah. It's been really fun. It's like a kind of a competition in itself, I would say. Like yeah. it's kind of its separate little game within the game, um, which is really fun. I would say I was in a little bit of a slump until yesterday. So yesterday was really nice to get back on my draw. But then again, like we have a freshman who's like ridiculous Ridiculous at the draw. Caroline Adams, who's a freshman number six. Like I've, she literally can't lose it. Like if Jane's not having her best game and like Caroline goes in, like, like they can, they both kind of do it differently. So it's like nice. And we also have a kids. We have like a lot of drawers. So um, people, it's, it's like a nice just like if it's not working for you other people can do it but yeah yesterday it came back oh jane has the all-time record for single season goals with 80 instead of last year jane. you're currently sitting at 64 and with the potential of playing four more games uh, if it all goes well what do you think you think you <laughs> you've scored seven goals in a game um so. yeah in a few games um i don't know you know i i I think Jane will probably beat the record herself. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm glad it's Jane. You catch yourself. Maybe if that's the way it goes, but I think it's more about winning the game yeah. than who's scoring. If it takes Hope scoring seven goals a game and we win the next four games, that sounds great to me. Um, mostly focused on the four wins, though. Mostly yeah. focused on the <laughs> But I think it is nice to have two such high scores, I will say, just because it takes the pressure off of both of us. Yeah. Like, Last year, obviously, in the NESCAC championship, like, Tufts just face-guarded me, but teams, like, don't face-guard us anymore because who do you face-guard? Like, you can't pick. (laughs) So, that's pretty sick. Speaking of these next four games, you guys are back in the Sweet 16 this year, and this time you're undefeated. You're still number one, and and how does that play into the mindset of the team going to the tournament? Talk about where you guys are. I feel like, somebody asked me this earlier, but, like, I feel like being undefeated at this point doesn't really matter because it's like we have to be undefeated at this point to win the yeah. national championship. So it's kind of just like each game is a mini season in itself. Like we just have to go 4-0 or whatever, 1-0 on Saturday, 1-0 on Sunday. So I yeah. feel like at this point, like the regular season is kind of behind us. And that's kind of like freeing. I think it's more stressful to have a perfect regular. I mean, honestly, we never talk about Like no. we didn't really think about yeah. it. Because also, like, last year we lost, and we were like, okay, that was kind of nice. We know what it means to lose now. Right. Like, I don't think we're we're not really, like, there's no, like, this has to be perfect season vibe. Because, like, really all we care about is um, taking home the big trophy at the end of the year. Yeah. So, like, it'd be cool to be undefeated. But, like, now at this point, like, we just kind of have to be. It is. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I guess the idea in that question was kind of wondering how it feels differently from last year okay. because of that NESCAC championship loss. Yeah. It was so brutal. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like there, you went into the, the NCAA tournament with kind of vengeance on the mind. Yeah. And, like, this year, you know, holding it down. Yeah. Kind of handedly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say NESCACs felt really different. I would say NCAA tournament just kind of feels the same. I think, like, it's kind of 
a reset of a season regardless. And so it was really like, obviously we have confidence being that we actually, we won the NESCAC this year. And I think it makes us scarier to other teams, but I think it's just taking every team for like who they are. And I mean, this weekend we'll have some good games and some good teams. Yeah. And so worrying about that. Right. I also think our, I also think just our team is like very scrappy and like um we just never we don't have like a we kind of always have a chip on our shoulder even though we kind of shouldn't like we just we act yeah. like underdogs for every game and like we really try to like fake ourselves into believing that we do a really good we do job. a really good job of it like the the practice after the Nesca championship we want we ran our hardest running of the year yeah. like very like right away like we just kind of like like i think our coach does a very good job of like keeping us like locked in and just being like you guys could whatever like we just like every single game we take really seriously and i just don't think i don't know i don't think that anybody has like a cocky mindset about it so i feel like it makes me feel like we're still hungry every game like to prove ourselves yeah yeah so trying to get to that national championship what are some of the obstacles you got trinity this weekend Mm -hmm. um potentially colby or they call it TMJ. Um, and then I see Salisbury on the other side of the bracket. I know they won a couple of years ago when we didn't get to have our season. So what teams are on the mind moving forward? I mean, obviously Trinity right now, just because it's who we see next. We haven't played them for a while. Like we played them pretty early in our season. So yeah. like they'll look pretty different now um, than when we saw them. The other side of the bracket is a gauntlet, and so I think we're pretty happy to not be <laughs> to not be on the other side of the bracket because they're just kind of kind of knock each other out, which is awesome. Yeah. Who, who are some of those teams? Is it Salisbury? So Washington Me is second ranked right now. Oh, yeah. They're very good. They beat Tufts like fifteen to three yeah. or something. Yeah. So that was kind of like a weird game. Like Tufts, they had equal amount of shots, and yeah, Tufts just like didn't put any shots. And so I think that's like you can you can't really focus on that too much, but um. Washington and Lee, William Smith is having a really good yeah. year. They're on the other side too, yeah. They're on the other side. Salisbury. And like Wesley and Tufts are on that yeah. side. It'll be a good tournament. Yeah, it will. It awesome. will. And before we get into Marco's side of the week, Jane, we talked to you about your next stop at DU. Hope, just curious, are you going to study abroad next year? It's your junior year. Yeah. What are your plans for I'm going to be in Copenhagen in the fall. Okay. Copenhagen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Is there that. any chance you can play lacrosse there? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I'll bring my stick, but probably just take a little break. My, my body might need a little bit of a break. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was in Madrid with Maggie Coughlin in the fall. And I know she got to like kind of pump the brakes a little bit, yeah. but it doesn't seem like it's too hard. To that's what's something that's so nice about um, Division Three, just yeah. being able to go abroad. Like Jane didn't get to go because of COVID, which is really sad. But um, like most people on our team, basically like I there's there are 12 girls in my grade and we're all going abroad wow um so it, it's just so great to be able to play like so competitively in the spring and at such a high level but then just like check out and you know go play abroad yeah it's also cool because then like in the fall seniors really get close with the underclassmen yeah. who are on campus because the juniors are gone and then you get all this like fresh blood coming back from abroad when season yeah. hits and so it's kind of creates a nice little dynamic cool yeah. but the people that come back from abroad are always like really able to come back in like they just do like extra work during j term and because we have j term it's actually a really nice transition back when yeah. into the season yeah. yeah that's fantastic well i'm i'm very excited for this because uh from what you all have said it seems like you know a lot of the stats and a lot of the brackets so i'm i'm, I'm worried these are too easy but i don't think so but okay. now it is time for I'm going to start off with uh, with one question that's about the Sweet 16. You know, yesterday you had a colossal win 
um, earning Middlebury a spot in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. How many consecutive Sweet 16 appearances oh has the Middlebury women's lacrosse team made, not including COVID years? A lot. I have no idea. 18. 18? It is 11. I'm sorry. That was my guess. 18. Okay, yeah. Marco asked me earlier, and I also guessed 18. So. Yeah. Well, it was in 2010, unfortunate oh. season where... Uh, Middlebury actually didn't qualify for NCAA. So, oh, wow. 2010. Yeah. yeah, let's make sure we get it to 18, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the plan. So, in all 19 games this season, you all have scored double digit goals as a team. Okay. How many times has the opponent managed to do the same? Okay, we could do this. Let's think. Bowden. Mm -hmm. Puffs. TCNJ. Yeah, those are three. It's actually two. It. Bowden only got nine goals. Oh, Wait, the first time too? Oh, okay. <laughs> See, we think they're much closer than yeah. they are. <laughs> so I think uh, there's no team that's gone within six goals. Within five. Within five. TC and J, I think, is the closest game. Yeah. yeah. Still but, a six point win. Yeah, and both of these teams are still in the NCAA tournament. So Top ten teams. <laughs> quality uh, of play. All right, I got one last question here for you. Um, and I wonder if you'll get this one. But, Jane, you have a career goal tally of 204 and counting, putting you second all-time. How many goals does first all-time have? I don't know goals. Wait, what is it? What is Jane? 204. Um, she has, like, a lot. No, I'm going to guess 253. Yeah, it's, like, 250-something. It's 228. Oh, you're kind of close to that. Yeah, really close. And now it's just a second question. <laughs> <in this world. laughs> Hope, are you on pace to beat that record? You're on pace. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. She's on pace. She is on pace. <laughs> We're going to have another Marco guarantee. And that is, you know, I, 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 do believe, oh my God. I do believe Jane can still beat this record. Jane has done it in three seasons, which is right? crazy. No, which is one was a three-game COVID season. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. Well, we really appreciate yeah. both of your time today. This was so much fun for us. And I hope the same for you. And we wish you the best of luck going into the Sweet 16 this weekend and beyond. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Woo! thanks so much for joining <laughs>Thank you for joining us for another episode of PFL Weekly. We'd like to thank Ali Paquette in the Middlebury Athletics Communication Office and the Middlebury Campus for supporting this podcast. We'll be back with more stories next week. See you out there on the field, the diamond, the track, and the court. Go Panthers. Sun's out, baby!